Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another week of Change by Degrees. In this episode, we interview Brittany Rogers, a professional makeup artist in the DC area. Brittany states on her website, Stunned by the physical and emotional change she witnessed in her teens when a professional makeup artist artfully transformed her mother during a difficult time, makeup for Brittany was love at first sight. That experience, coupled with her love of painting, drawing, and fashion, inspired her to practice makeup on her friends and family and seek formal education until professional opportunities begin to present themselves. She also says on her website, As an artist, makeup is a tool I use to help my client express her inner beauty on the outside. To date, she has worked with cosmetics and lifestyle brands such as Revlon, Crumb of Nature, and BMW, Essences, and Nylon Magazines. On film and television projects, Insomnia Nights, Kringle Time, and Emmy Award-winning film, Rivermint, and on New York fashion shows for Byron Lars and Emerge Brands. You can find her and follow her at underscore Brittany Rogers on Instagram, or you can check out her website, BrittanyRogersMakeup.com. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-R-O-G-E-R-S Makeup.com. We had tons of fun talking with Brittany, so we hope you enjoy this episode and all the great advice she had to share. Okay, so Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we're very grateful that you that you decide to come on, and we just really wanted to talk to you about kind of how you got your start in the makeup industry and what it means to be a creative in that industry and in your everyday life. So I guess we'll just start with uh, how did you get your start in this industry and, and why did you choose makeup? Well, when I was 11, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as a form of her treatment, she was in this program that taught her how to do her makeup and her hair. Um, Because when women are going through chemo, you know, they tend to lose their eyebrows, eyelashes, and so Mm -hmm. forth. Their skin tends to change colors. So um, the program would have a makeup artist come to our house. And I remember seeing that artist and just the look on my mom's face once uh, she was finished. And she was just blown away. She was so happy. And I was already really into like painting and drawing and sculpting, like all types of art. So I was like, oh, that's even cooler. So from there, I just became super obsessed. Um, I remember when I was in the 12th grade, I actually did a project on becoming a makeup artist. I did like a whole presentation and everything. Um, So when I got out of school, I begged my parents, I was like, please, can I just go to cosmetology school? And they kind of looked at me sideways because they really wanted me to go to college. They were like, "Uh, this was not the plan. So they let me go to cosmetology school. Um, And once I finished the course, I just immediately got a job as soon as I finished the course doing makeup in a salon. And here we are 10 years later. (laughs) I mean, that's a really inspiring story and kind of... Going off of that, something that we really wanted to start discussing is something that you mentioned on your website, which is inner beauty being enhanced by makeup. And I'm sure that's something you started to discover with your mom. But could you kind of explain a little bit more what that means to you? Well, for me, I never want my clients to walk away looking, well, feeling like they look like a completely different person. Um, or not recognizing themselves in the mirror. I want them to be able to get out of my chair and just see the inner beauty, that inner uh, amazing person 
that they already are just enhanced a little bit. I want them to feel the best version of themselves, not the best version of uh, what Instagram says they should look like or society says they should look like, but who they are. So I never want to force my clients to try a lip that they don't like or so forth. Like I, I want them to stay in the ranges of what they feel is best for them. That's so interesting because I think a lot of times when you encounter makeup artists, whether it be um, professionally like in person or somebody who you, you know, I think a lot of us started with like following people on YouTube. A lot of times makeup artists, I think, will want to not only enhance what is already on the inside, but they'll want to change the outside. And like you said, it's it for you, it's not about that. It's just enhancing what's already there and making people feel comfortable in their own skin and just, you know, but I think a lot of times people do want to kind of change. So I really like that approach that you have. Um, and it kind of goes to the the next thing that we, we want to ask is about being a creative and like, what does that mean to you? I, I know you said that, you know, because it is already enhancing what's already there. I kind of think that also goes um, to what it means to being a creative. It's not like it's not like you're trying. I think what people who are creative aren't like trying hard to find something inside them to be creative. It's like already happening. Like that's just who you are. Um, so how, how do you continually grow in your creativity in the field that you're in, which is makeup and in the everyday? Like how do you keep true to yourself while still, I guess, growing? Yeah. So what I do is I'll just step away from makeup for a while um, and just Look at other things like maybe movies or walk in nature, uh, read, um, get back to like what I originally did, just draw, color, anything like that just keeps me inspired, creative, going around family and just hearing their opinions and views of the world would just spark creativity in me. So that's how I stay creative. And I just, I like to shut off some time from social media. Uh, because I feel like social media is just a big highway of opinions and it's mm -hmm. easy to just be on there too long and get dragged down a rabbit hole. And now you're creating something that isn't even true to you. So just completely shutting off some time from the outside world, going inside, journaling, coloring, walking around in nature and just really tuning into my inner voice, what it has to say. Mm hmm. And I, you saying all that kind of reminds me of, I think where everybody is right now, um, where, you know, I think a lot of creatives, like you said, like you have to step back because burnout is a thing. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, if you're creative, you just, especially if you do it for a job or for a profession, like that you can do this day in and day out. And a lot of times when you're creative, you have a really, a really big uh, online or social media platform. And it's like, you know, we experience burnout too. Like, like you said, like stepping away, going in nature, kind of reassessing where you are and like who you, who you are as a creative is super important. Um, so have you ever, has there ever been a time in your life where burnt the burnout was kind of so consuming that you, you kind of questioned like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing is makeup what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Like, and if not, do you ever foresee that happening? Or are you just so into makeup that you're like, no, that would never happen. Like I would never get to a place of burnout so much so that I would question if I'm doing the right thing with my life. Oh my gosh. Whew, that happens every day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there have definitely been points where I've gotten to an extreme burnout and I felt like, you know what, I can't do this. This just isn't for me. And 
that's when I realized, okay, yes, I have to take a step back. Um, and just the ups and downs of business sometimes can just start to drain you and you feel like I can't do this. I mean, but I had to learn that that's natural, especially when you've been doing it for so long. Um, when it happens, you just have to really listen to yourself and say, you know what? Okay, it's time to take a step back. It's time to take a little vacation, log off, you know, and get your mind back. For sure. I mean, because we, Gabby and I have discussed like burnout just as a creative um, because you're creating so much and then you just get burned out, um, especially when you're consuming. Like that point you made about social media, I recognize that within myself so much just the comparison um and but sometimes I think it's powerful to have people who inspire you I, I know that that's a lot of opinions that can kind of inundate us and like just our minds but I'm curious especially in your field because I don't really follow it that closely if there are some people that you follow in the industry or who have inspired you to go in a different direction um because I'm not really that familiar. Oh, yes. There are quite a few artists who inspired me to just embrace my different. Um, and what I mean by that is in the area where I'm at in Washington, D.C., when I first got into makeup, uh, the trend was like cut crease, glitter, um, sparkly eyes. And I was never really into that. I loved really clean, soft glam, but that wasn't the thing. And I remember I had a client tell me, you know, if you don't hop on this trend, you're going to get left behind. And I remember my heart sank, but I was like, you know what? I'm okay being left behind because I had to look at artists like uh, Bobby Brown or Charlotte Tilbury, and they are known for doing nothing but clean beauty. So my mindset was, you know, if they can make it doing clean beauty, I can too. But um, even with such clean makeup, you still have to have your own style and be comfortable with being different from another artist because it's easy to look at your inspiration so much that you start to copy them. Mm -hmm. um, so I look every now and then at their work, but I would be completely honest. I try to um, not look at other artists' work so much so I can really do what's true to me and bring out um, the visions that I have in my mind. That's so interesting because I think as creatives, like we do get into that place where we're con constantly consuming either people that we we want to kind of emulate and be like and, and people who maybe we don't. So we kind of get a sense of who we want to be, but kind of, I love what you said about, first of all, like embracing your different, like being true to yourself. And I think we always assume that we're doing that until we kind of step back and we're like, okay, well, what I'm creating looks an awful lot like, you know, this person or X, Y, and Z, and just kind of stepping back and taking a break and not looking so closely at that, letting it inspire you, but not letting it kind of influence you. I suppose there's a difference between those two things, but um, I think it is a subtle difference and just, it's a kind of like a really thin line to, to kind of toe, I think. But, um, but that's so interesting because I think we're told all the time to always consume, you know, who you want to be like, or, you know, the brands that you aspire to. Um, so the fact that you're like, yeah, do that, but also step back. And, and it's funny. Cause what you said actually kind of reminds me of, um, 
what we were talking to Sally Kina about a few weeks ago. And, um, which was, you know, when it comes to criticism or when it comes to people who have really good things to say about your work, it's like, you know, you, you pick and choose what you take from what they say. And I think it's kind of the same uh, principle as kind of what you were saying, Brittany, about, you know, you just have to take a break. You have to take what you take and then everything else that you don't like or that influences you too greatly, you kind of have to leave. So I really like that. Yeah. Summed it up perfectly just now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but I was like, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I just really like that. I think it's not something that we talk about often when it comes to like, I don't know, being creative people, but it's like, we do have to work out from within ourselves, not just reflecting what's already kind of in the world. But, um, but I do really, really like that. So, and kind of going off of that, like, what are some other challenges that you've had to face in this industry? I would say the most challenging one for me, I know this is going to sound weird, was having people copy your work. Mm. That was a big struggle for me because you put so much time and energy into creating, um, maybe it's a class or um, some type of video. And then you see another artist come along and completely copy it and get maybe more credit for what you did or not even more just seeing them copy was a big struggle for me because, you know, I put a lot of time and money into putting things together for my business. So to have another artist copy it and get more credit was crushing. And Mm -hmm. Sally and I are really close. And I remember talking to her about it and she was like, Brittany, when you're great, people are always going to copy you. Mm -hmm. You just have to keep pushing forward and understand that, you know, the people who know you will know that it's yours to begin with. And what's for you, nobody can ever take. So just keep pushing. If they took it, there's something better that you can create. Hmm. So that was a good one. And then another one was I started really young. When I started doing makeup, I had just turned 18. And I was thrown in the field pretty early. Like I remember one of my biggest jobs in the first year that I did makeup was I did a fashion show for Byron Lars in New York Fashion Week. And I was the youngest person on the team. And I remember everybody was looking at me like, what is this kid going to do? She can't even drink. She can't do this. She can't do that. Um, and for a while, I would lie about my age. Actually, the, the guy that I worked for at the time would say, you know, say that you're this age. Because there was so much like, you know, you, you're still a baby. You don't know anything. Because uh, I was, like I said, thrown in a um, a big position very early on. After I finished cosmetology school, maybe two years later, I became the, the program director for the school. And I was putting together programs and makeup kits and enrolling people and planning makeup field trips. So I'm grateful for the job, but there was definitely a lot of stress that came with it. Wow. No, that's, I mean, hey, lying about your age, <laughs> that's really funny to me. <laughs> but I mean, you put yourself out there, which I think is something a lot of people aren't willing to do nowadays in our society. And you talking about, I mean, how young you were when you started and just not being afraid of what other people said, um, I think takes a tremendous amount of confidence. And to see that so young is probably a big reason, I would say to be 
uh, where you are now. And what would you say is probably, let me rephrase this, like, what is the biggest piece of advice you can give to someone who is starting out in this field? I mean, being 10 years in, what is like the biggest thing you've learned about putting yourself out there? Or maybe just a piece of encouragement for someone who's young and wanting to give a shot to this field. I would say to keep a childlike mentality. And I know that sounds a little weird, but I say that because children are fearless. They're not afraid to do anything. I watched my nephew when he was about to jump off a ledge. He thought he was a ninja for like four years. It was crazy. But kids just aren't really afraid to try anything, to do anything, to say anything. And we have to bring that same type of energy into uh, the field or whatever field it is that you're in. You have to be brave about it. Embrace who you are and just go for it. Don't question it. If you get an idea and you say, you know what, I want to try this new style, just go for it. Um, never be afraid to fail because you never really fail. It's always learn. I say, I don't fail. I learned forward. I may have messed this up, but it's okay. I learned. I took, I took notes from it. And here's how we're going to move forward even better the next time. So just... Be like a kid and be fearless. Jump off the ledge. <laughs> That's so cool. I love what you just said about like you don't you don't fail. You just you learn forward. And I think I think that's a really important thing to embrace. Like because I, I think a lot of creative people. Um, I don't know if, it, if this goes. I think I can say for most creative people. I don't know if this goes into the makeup industry, but um, I'm sure it does. That like a lot of creative people like they they take failure really, really hard. I think a lot of people can kind of move forward, but when you create something and you put it out there and it's rejected, it hurts a lot. Cause that's like the, that's like the deepest part of you. Like you're, you're giving the world and you're putting out there like what you have spent, you know, like your heart and soul on creating. And when it's rejected, like it hurts really, really bad. So, you know, the whole concept of like, okay, well, you know, this isn't a failure. I'm not a failure. It's just, it's just moving forward. Like if I hadn't done that and if it wasn't rejected or if it didn't go well, then I wouldn't have known. Like at least, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing where it's like no regrets. Like it, at least you can say you did it and you don't have to wonder about if it would have been accepted or not. Like, you know, it wasn't or it was and you can move forward with it. Um, but I, I imagine that it took a lot of of time to get to that place. Like what was the kind of the process for you in in coming to a place where you are now and being able to say confidently like, yeah, I'm not, I don't fail. I just completely, I learn from it and I keep going. It took a while to get to that point because the rejection is definitely hard. You want everybody to like you and, you know, everybody to like your work. But I had to understand everybody's not my client. Everybody mm -hmm. is not going to be for me and that's fine. So if this person rejects me, if this person says they don't like my work or this doesn't work out. I don't get this opportunity. That's okay. Um, it took a lot of self-work too, because as a creative, we tend to take rejection very personal. Um, and I had to realize, you know, I'm more than just my work. I'm still mm -hmm. a great person outside of this. So a lot of self-talks, <laughs> of picking myself up off the ground and just realizing, hey, they said no, but I'm still an awesome person. I would say it takes practice too. It takes a few times to just get rejected, to just say, you know what? 
it's all right. And just keep it moving. Sally also kind of shared something similar along the lines of that, where having to deal with rejection, you know, young in her life, whether it was with professors or just mentors um, and having to take the good and leave the bad or just have to leave everything or whatever, just reject completely. And she was discussing how beneficial a therapist was in her life, um, which I was really curious to learn about and just how she's kind of navigated um, with her therapist different mental blocks. Um, And she was sharing specific, you know, events about uh, there was once a time that she talked about a professor who said that she talked too softly. I think it was a, a, a remark close to that and about she recognized that yes it was true but the way it was delivered was not it wasn't beneficial didn't um build her up and I'm curious I mean you were sharing about your journey but is there any specific um criticism you ever received in these 10 years that you can really remember that stuck out to you and you're like well they were right but at the same time I'm going to reject certain things or accept certain things about whatever that person said Oh, yes. And I agree with Sally. uh, Just before I answer the question, therapy Mm -hmm. is so helpful. Sally was actually the person who got me to start going to therapy because when you experience so much rejection at a young age, it starts to take a toll on you. But Mm -hmm. I remember there was this guy and he asked me, Hey, so what do you do? An older guy. I believe I was at work at the time at the cosmetology school. And I was like, I'm a makeup artist and I'm the makeup program director here. And he was like, wow, um, makeup, that's not a real job. You're so young and pretty. Shouldn't you be going to school? You're never going to make money in this career. You're never going to make it. And the crazy thing was, that was a, that wasn't the first time that I had heard that, but mm-hmm. I don't know why that one just cut so deep. I didn't even know this man, and mm-hmm. it was so painful. Um, and at, at times, you know, I would hear that from family members too. Like, mm, I think you should get a real job. I, I would say the first maybe five, six years of my career, I heard so many people tell me, "I think you should get a real job." To the point where one time I actually quit makeup and I start working uh, like at a healthcare center for about two years because I Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, nobody's going to be happy for me. My family's totally going to hate me. So um, I'm not going to say that uh, they were right because they weren't right. But now that I'm like an adult adult, I do see some of the valid points that they were trying to make. I think that they were just scared. and, you know, having when you have a regular nine to five, you have health care and mm-hmm. you know, retirement and everything. And I think they just wanted me to be safe in the long run. Um, but, you know, I had to learn that and tell my family their legs can't walk my mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my path, my journey, and you aren't going to walk it. And I had to stop living for everybody else, you know, Um when they wake up in the morning, isn't going to make, you know, me happy what they decide to do with their day. So that was definitely a challenge for me, just constantly hearing, you know, this isn't going to be a career. As far as somebody telling me something that was hurtful, that was right. Hmm. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. Oh, I know. I remember this one time I was working with this lady and she told me, 
um, you have to be able to accept criticism and just be okay. Like not be ready to cuss somebody out or just pop <laughs> off. Cause that was me. like, I felt like if you were going to come for me, I was going to come for you. And at the time there was a lot of office bullies in the job that I worked at when I worked at the school because I was younger. So I think a lot of people wanted to test me and see like, mm -hmm. hmm, let's see how she'll act. We'll say this. And I just thought, you know, you come for me, I'm come for you right back. But I had to learn, you know, you got to learn how to keep your cool. So that was one of the things I looked at her like, uh, no, Miss Lady, you are so wrong. And this <laughs> me, for them back. But I'm glad that she taught me, like, you got to be level headed and you got to learn how to speak calmly and not ready to just go off on everybody. So that was one thing I was like, mm. but she was right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that would. I think all of us have to go through that because we just get defensive over, you know, what we create and we want it to be um, so accepted. So when people are critical, we're like, okay, well, what have you done today? Like, what, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, but I do, I do love everything you said. And especially about like, you know, I think a lot of times, like you said, like our family or our friends or whoever get worried about, you know, the profession that we go in. And it's like, well, you know, I could, in my mind, I'm like, well, I could follow what you would like me to do. But I also don't think you want me to wake up unhappy every day. Like, you know, because this is what makes me happy. And I think a lot of times creatives don't even care about like, like, I think it's a well known thing, like you don't go into a creative industry, if your sole goal in life is to make a lot of money. Like, yes, that can come with the territory. But a lot of times when you start out, you're making no money. So in mm -hmm. a lot of times, creatives don't even really, they don't even really mind. Um, so I, I really love, I really love that. Like, and it's super encouraging to hear as well from someone who is successful to just be like, you know what, like you, you can't make your family members happy or your friends happy by doing what, you know, you want to do, but you know, on the other flip side, you, they can't make you happy by you doing what they want you to do. So it's kind of like, it's kind of, it benefits both. If you just kind of do your own path and you go your own way. Um, and kind of on the flip side of all of this, because we've talked a lot about like the challenges of the industry or challenges of being creative, but what has been one of the most rewarding parts or several, if you want to talk about several rewarding parts um, about being in this industry and being a creative. The first one is I've got to go so many cool places, cool locations uh, that the average person will probably never get a chance to go to. Mm. Um, I would say being able to sit down and watch TV and you see your commercial come across the screen or you're watching your movie and you're looking at the set like, oh, hey, I remember this day. Like that just feels really rewarding. Um, but the most rewarding thing is hearing my siblings say, you know, I look up to you. I'm proud of you. And it's not mm -hmm. that I really need their validation, but it's just like a little fuzzy, tingling feeling that I get in my heart because. Um, I never expected them to look up to me, especially when I got into makeup. I was like, they're not going to think this is cool. But every now and then they'll text me and say, um, you know, we admire your hard work. It's just so cool how you started really from nothing and now you're so successful. And to hear my siblings say that means the world to me because I just want my, especially my sisters, to be able to see that. You can be more than what society tells you that mm -hmm. you are. You know, you can 
you can live a different life than everybody else in our family. You don't have to wake up and go to the same boring job that you hate every day. So that's been very rewarding for me. And, and being an inspiration to your siblings. I mean, I, that's all I aspire to, to do also. Like I have a little brother and I want him to know, you know, it's it's hard out there. But to put yourself out there, it is rewarding. Um, and I'm curious, though, is there any specific like favorite projects you've worked on? You've mentioned like maybe seeing something on TV. Um could you share like a few like specific ones you worked on or like your favorite ones? Uh, my first favorite one was this movie I worked on called Kringle Time. I worked on it with Sally actually, and it was <laughs> so much fun. We did this movie for about a month straight every day. We were there for about 16 hours a day, except for the makeup team, because Sally and I would switch out every now and then. But it was just such a cool project. It was so much fun. Uh, the team felt like family. So that was really fun. Another one would be my own project. Um, I have a project coming out called BTS with Brit. Um, and just to be able to see it come together, to pull the team together, to start from, you know, just the idea in my head, writing it down on paper, to making a mood board, to just putting it all together and seeing the clips of it. I cried for a, a good 30 minutes. <laughs> I saw the finished project when um, the cinematographer sent over the finished edits. I was just bawling because I could not believe, you know, I put this together. I did this. So, those will have to be my favorite projects. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There's been so many cool things that I've done that I just absolutely love, but those are definitely my top two. That's so cool, especially when you can see like your own your own work like coming to fruition, something you worked so hard on, like starting to, you know, gain traction and, and people interact with it. That's that's so inspiring, especially I think for both me and Millie to to hear about someone who's so successful and who is so confident in her industry, just being like I don't know, like, it's always nice to talk to creatives. And I guess this is kind of why we wanted to talk to you and, and the other people in this uh, series that we're doing, just because everyone just has so many different things that they do. And everyone is so talented. So to be able to um, talk to these people and just be kind of like encouraged, um, and just know that we're, you know, as creatives, we're, we're on a, we're on a good path. And we're, you know, encountering, like you talked about failure and also successes, but um, just embracing all of it and and moving forward is, is really fantastic. So um, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Um, this has been so much fun. And like I said, we are like so grateful that you decided to come on because it's all just, it's all so good. Like what people have been saying in the past few weeks. And um, so thank you so much. Of course, this was so fun. It yeah. went by fast. I'm like, I could talk all day. This is awesome. <laughs> Well, did you have anything else to add before we close? Hmm. I'm not a good off the top of the dome person. No, <laughs> um, no, I would just say um, to the upcoming artists or just creatives, period, no matter what industry you're in, stay true to who you are. Don't change just because of the trends. Trends die. Mm. Uh, legends live on forever <laughs> the greatest <laughs> artists are always the people who just trusted their gut and went with uh their ideas so you know if you get an idea run with it if it doesn't work 
you're creative, you'll get more. And don't give up just because of struggles and failures. Failures, struggles, it always comes. You can't avoid it with business. All you can do is just take it as a lesson and keep it moving. Fail forward. you never failing backwards. Uh, Brittany, everything you just said is just so good. I want to so like good. down. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Where can people follow and find you? You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. Uh, Facebook, Brittany Rogers, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, R-O-G-E-R-S. I'm in my website, www.BrittanyRogersMakeup.com. Well, there you go, people. That's awesome. Um, Thank you so much again. And uh, Change by Degrees, people, we will be seeing you in the next episode. Yep. Next week. Bye, guys. Bye.